Creativity is contagious. Pass it on in any way possible. Albert Einstein. Hi, creatives. So happy to have you tune into our second season of Bring Up Creativity. I'm your host, Daniela Bonche, a Toronto-based graphic designer and serial entrepreneur looking to spread awareness on pursuing your creative passions or endeavors, whether it be in business, a side hustle or hobby, you name it. On today's episode of Bring Your Creativity, I am joined with Mako. Mako is an artist, author, and teacher currently working mainly with watercolors. She's not only passionate about watercolor painting, but she also loves being able to help others around the world to add joy to their lives through a creative hobby. Her focus is to simply enjoy the process of painting and learning something new so her style is constantly evolving. Whether it's through painting, finding a new creative outlet, or self-development, she believes that we're most content when we learn about the world and ourselves. Learning enriches our lives, and it keeps us open to expanding our experiences. There is so much out there, and we have the opportunity to explore in ways we never thought possible. All it takes is curiosity and willingness to try something new. Hello, Mako. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited about today's topic because I feel like art brings out the best in people. And I know that you embody that and you're and you're probably one of the most creative people that I'm excited to have on this podcast. So thank you so much uh-huh. for joining me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm going to start off things before we head into the whole creativity aspect, well, I would like to argue that coffee is creative, but <laughs> I think it says so much about a person. Truly, I do. So let's start off by, I want to ask you, what's your go-to coffee or tea order that, you, that you're having currently? My go-to is usually just black. Usually it's called, like when I go somewhere in the city or somewhere, um, it's usually I'm Americano. I'm not sure if it's like a no, it's it's exactly the same, yeah. Because sometimes I want to like uh, Americano, and she's like, um, "What is this?" <laughs> and I, because not everyone <laughs> knows that, and I don't want to just filter coffee that that maybe is super weak or something. I need black coffee, so no milk, no sugar, just black. You need the strength sometimes, <laughs> like just to get you through the day. And if I get something that's too sugary, sometimes, especially first thing in the morning, I don't know about you, but if if I, I can't do a, a lot of sugar in my coffee or anything that I'm drinking first thing in the morning. It is way too much to start my day yeah. off like that. Yeah, I, because it's if it's also too weak, it's like, like I mean, if maybe in the evening or in afternoon or something. But I don't know. I, yes. I just need to be straight. Like I need to wake up like ASAP. <laughs> get straight to it. Like we're not beating around the bush here. We need the strength to get us through our exactly. day. No, I feel that like first thing in the morning, it's my espresso shot. I am not adding any funk to it, any creamers, nothing like just give me my espresso shot so I can get to work. Um, it, even on the weekends, I do that though. And I'm not even trying to work on weekends. So I, the routine. So it is. And you really start to enjoy the flavor. I swear when I was first getting into coffee and tea like I, I I did want to sweeten it up because I thought that that was what made it taste better but for me now that you really start to enjoy the flavor of it you just want it in its natural form mm-hmm, exactly <laughs> enough about coffee though but I could talk about it forever <laughs> I want to I want to get to know you uh, please introduce yourself and give us a rundown on how you decided to pursue something that you love in the arts so 
it was kind of like always i wouldn't say natural but i feel like when i was younger uh i had like classes in kindergarten where we painted and school we had classes and the schools i went to there were classes where i painted and so it was almost like something that my parents wanted me to pursue in school i also played instruments and so very kind of like artistic side but at the same time when i graduated or was about to graduate i had to decide like what i want to do and then i realized that that whole art education and things like that wasn't like the thing that my parents necessarily wanted me to pursue it was like nice to cultivate the side of me and me but they were all like they need to find a real job and things like that so it was almost like i did it on the side in the beginning because i went to university and also tried to study something that i'm interested in so different topics because i couldn't i w- didn't want to yeah be like stuck in one topic because I wanted to do something creative maybe, but I also like different things. But then I don't want to study just one subject. What if I hate it in the end or I get bored with it? Then what? (laughs) So I found a topic that had multiple things. Uh, So I cultivated that with this interest. And plus I did the art on the side whenever I had time between like classes and university and things like that. So it was kind of almost also realizing that I have these strengths where it brings me joy to do this. It's fun for me. I like to really spend my time getting better at it. Why am I forcing myself to get better in classes like math, physics, <laughs> or something that yeah. you're supposed to be good at? But I just, at some point, I like, why am I not just focusing on what I'm already leaning towards and get better at that than just wasting the time, just getting a little bit better than mediocre? <laughs> it's <stuff>. true. <laughs> Stuff like I don't like, and this is where I'm just like kind of accepted that, and I didn't even felt like bad about it because I knew I'd made a decision. It's fine, like it's okay. I will focus on, but getting bad at something that I'm kind of already good at, and getting bad at that even more. Of course, I I kind of went through something similar as you in that kind of sense where. I I knew I was creative from the time I was young and my family could definitely identify that. I, I will say that creativity and art wasn't something that my family had seen for a couple of generations. So they were like, oh, okay. She, she really likes drawing circles on a piece of paper with different colored crayons. What does this mean? And so of course they just wanted to keep providing paper and crayons. So I could do that because it wasn't, I don't think my parents even expected to have a creative child, to be honest with you, <laughs> because um, I don't know, like it, it's it's funny how it worked out that way. But yeah, you, you form these expectations based off of what you think might work out and make other people happy in your life. And they might not even just be educated in it, but you channeled and into pursuing and working on creative, different creative elements. And that's what I did too. I had the hardest time picking something truly because um, I liked music. I liked painting I liked drawing I liked um in the aspect of music like I liked dancing and I liked drama and I liked theater and I thought okay I'm gonna go all in on all of these elements but then you realize for some reason in society that you just have to pick one and I remember thinking how the heck am I supposed to pick one like am I supposed to pick one of them that I feel like might be more reliable in terms of finances because that's what everyone was telling me to do. Do I go the route that makes me the happiest? And then I thought, well, 
what aspect of creativity even makes me the happiest because truly all of it does. Even to this day, every aspect of creativity that I put my energy into makes me happy. So it's hard to like kind of pick one facet if you know that you're a creative person all around and you enjoy so many different types of art forms. So kind of went through something similar as you in that in that sense, when it came down to you clearly picked a program, but you were still working on things that made you happy that were allowing you to feel creative. What allowed you to realize that you kind of wanted to focus on being an artist, author and teacher, like helping to teach others and help others? How did you like niche into those elements? I had the same problem like you. I I was literally yesterday, I was looking through, I was realizing, wait a second, I was dancing like hip hop when I was a teenager and I really mm-hmm. loved it. And, and I wanted to become a dancer and I also wanted to become a singer because I looked, looked through old singers that I really enjoyed back then and how I yeah. covered them and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I miss kind of like this side of me because like, like I said, I'm focused so much on painting, teaching, watercolor that certain parts of my life kind of disappeared because and then I was, mm. wait a second, I haven't, haven't like danced in years or yeah. covered something in years. And I kind of miss that because for me back then, it felt like when I don't sing, it something's wrong with my mood, yes. something's going through. So I, I realized, wait a second, I need to change something because I'm not singing anymore. So I think it was because in the beginning, my journey started was I just wanted to do something for myself. I wanted to be my own boss. And I had mm-hmm. no idea what I wanted to do, but I knew I don't want to go to the regular jobs because this is what everyone else around me told me. This is the way it is. This is life. Just get used to it. This is where you get up in the morning, come back late at night, be tired, but then you have to get back up next day and continue five days <laughs> a week. And, and I'm like, wait, I, wait. I this is like this is this is it and I kind of refuse to believe that this is the idea of life so I would I just tried different things I tried I started with my Etsy shop where I started learning how to create a business and what what do I need how do I do this about Etsy as a platform then I realized wow people do YouTube videos and started following that trying to figure out what can I share? So I had this idea, let's upload this. So I just tried different things. And then I think, because I did in the beginning, do-it-yourself projects and things like that. So more crafts, soap videos, and all sorts of random things. But at some point I realized that the art side, I whenever I filmed a painting tutorial or something where I painted and talked over about a topic that I wanted to discuss, this is where... I connected more with my audience and also something it felt like it was more helpful where we could, yeah, we, I could talk to my audience and we could connect and get to know each other. And this is then where I switched to painting. And then what I realized, wait, I'd switch all the different mediums all the time. And then again, I wanted to be focused again, because when you post online, it's, you almost create sub audiences depending on the topic so um, in my case I had my YouTube channel already and people came for DIY for acrylic painting for drawing for watercolor painting for soap videos and and then I had to kind of decide not I'm not wasn't forced but I realized well maybe let's focus just on one thing that I really enjoy and get better at it Uh, I think because I was kind of good in all different things, but not to the point where I'm like completely like amazing or mastered yeah. it. 
So I was like, okay, let's let me for now, let me focus on watercolor painting. And this is where then I started really like diving into how can I improve this? How can I, how does this work? How, so I wanted to become almost like the go-to person for watercolor painting, especially for beginners, because I decided to be more focused on that and really go into all like get, get to the bottom of everything. Why is this happening? Why is this not happening? Yeah. And create all these videos. So then this is where the book came uh, along and also the, I had first a course, an online course where I realized, okay, I, I discovered this, this is the solution everyone was want, <laughs> was looking for. Let me create this course where I put everything in like step-by-step step and really the foundational elements where it, I realized because there's so many people struggling with this medium and also keep telling themselves they're yes. so untalented that that will work. The teacher told me I, I'm not talented in painting. So I ditched it 20 years ago. So I wanted everyone to show don't live your life by old stories that someone else 20 or 40 years told you. And now you carry around this whole story about you that you can't paint. And this person already forgot about you, and but you still carry the story that you're so untalented in art. So I wanted to help others also to find what they're capable Confidence, of yeah. because they, it's just a matter of learning the manual and then just getting better at it and improving. And it's not, it's not about like luck because she put the pa paint in this way and it turned beautiful. It's because she just has this magical, <laughs> I don't know, fairies around her <laughs> making it happen. But you forget that now it's actually, everything has a technique. Even I learned yesterday, even twerking as <laughs> a technique because someone gives me dying shots. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I didn't know there's actual technique. Someone gives workshops around it. So there is not just like you. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> actually, you have actually, there is something to be taught, like to be like you have to give workshops around it. So <laughs> there's like so technique for everything and like sometimes I think we all expect to just be a natural at something even if it's something that's silly you know when we think oh it's so easy to do like look at how many people do it and then we compare yeah. but like there there are workshops for everything and it's <laughs> it, it's so it's so funny to even think about it but in particular watercolor workshops are something great to take like I personally I, I was just talking about this literally a couple of days ago how like I, I need to get back in art classes like just to take them for fun and I will probably feel rusty and that's why it's great to have teachers like yourself doing what you do to make people feel confident again in their abilities even if when you first start out and grab the paintbrush and the watercolor set or any other medium that someone decides to do like workshops are so much fun to take classes are so much fun to take and I like how you focus on allowing people to feel their own type of confidence and to push aside what other teachers have said because I think I don't know a single person that hasn't run into, unfortunately, a teacher that has probably undermined their abilities. I've had one. I'm sure you've had one. Yeah. And people <laughs> tuning in, they've had one. So it's really great when you, I feel like you're a natural born teacher, Miko. Like when I land on your page, although you're expressing yourself, you're expressing how you want to help others too. And those are natural born teachers because people are coming to you for that. It's not just to learn a skill. It's also to have somebody be a confidant, a mentor that someone believes in you, even if you're just starting out. Like I think art is so great to pursue, even if someone's just coming to do it when they are done their job and they want to do it. Um, and they want to enroll in something that like you're doing. 
And for me, it what called out to me while you were like talking about how you landed into the watercolor niche and, and writing a manual and book and still creating art on your own terms and posting it online and putting yourself out there. You allowed yourself to go through so many mediums of creativity and art to find yourself. Do you think if you hadn't done that, that you would be where you are today? Yeah, I don't think I would have been here because I think what I learned from one of my mentors that I follow online, Marie Forleo, she, I learned from her, she says always, clarity comes from engagement, not thought. So I could have also just sit there and think about that. And what is my passion? What do I do? And then sit there and worry about what is it's the wrong choice. Yeah. So I think it's like now I even like, who knows if I will do what I do now in 10 years or so. I don't have like a five or 10 years plan because I'm constantly evolving and learning. But you, when you start just somewhere, even if you start with something, you have 10 options, but you start with one and you, and, and then in a year or two, you realize, no, actually, I don't really like this aspect. Let me go to the other direction because mm-hmm. I also thought I will do full-time Etsy seller because this is people do this full-time. They have this as a business. And at some point I just found um, like, it's just like the universe was like throwing like breadcrumbs kind of thing everywhere. <laughs> and and, and yeah. I was like following the clues. And now I have, for example, um, created a membership also. And it's just because yes. people were constantly and after course, we're sad that it was over. And so it was like natural. Let me just create. Like, I don't know what we'll be doing there, but at least I have the community so we can figure it out together. And we had our spontaneous meetup where yeah. people flew in from America, Canada, Sweden, Spain for a weekend. Like, it's not even like a one week or two weeks. It's just let me travel from America to England. <laughs> for two days and then back home and and everyone was just so happy and and I realized wow and I created that and I wouldn't it's like you never know what what will happen but you can always follow what brings you joy and if something brings you joy now like if you start with dancing and you enjoy it enjoy it but then you kind of lose the spark or something or you meet someone else during this time that does something different and you're like, wow, this is also interesting. And then you kind of move on to this area. So I think, I think it's, I wouldn't even set a goal or any destination or anything like that. It's just, I feel like at the, at the, at the end of the day, everything is like a journey. And I feel like this is what makes it exciting. Like when, when you asked me, like, I think it was in an email or so. Yeah. The question was like, what do you do? And I was like, like I don't know that who am I <laughs> who am I like what will I say like I want to uh, would I say I'm a teacher and this but then I but at the end of the day I just think I, I doing is more trying to come back to who I am and finding myself and not like trying to be something or do something just do less but do it in a way that it's aligned and bad like do less better and just just enjoying the ride and allow yourself to explore and not so sit there with wait for a passion Absolutely. to pop up or worry that it's the wrong decision. It's everything is the right decision. It's just, it just will lead you to whatever, wherever you need to go. So it's, everything is, is the right direction. I love that. I love how, even if we like, like what I'm thinking about when you even say that is sometimes like 
we can make mistakes and we'll be so upset with ourselves in the moment. Like, let's just say, oh, like I tried this out. I've put so much time into it. What a waste of time. I don't believe in that. I no. feel like you sh- you were meant to try it no matter what. You made the decision to try it. If it didn't work, it didn't work. A lot of things don't work until you find the one thing that does work. And as you were talking, I thought, you know, creativity for me and for someone like you and for a lot of people listening in, it just feels natural. And it's something that we don't feel is forced. It's just like we feel compelled to let it out and it often feels therapeutic or, you know, we utilize our creativity as a job and as a skill that can help the world or help other people. And we're able to channel that and it comes from somewhere. And I don't even know, I can't even begin to explain how crazy I feel imagination is when it comes to creative individuals, like our imagination is absolutely wild. And if we neglect to put that out there in some shape, way or form, I feel like we're not embracing who we are and we're not finding joy in who we are anymore. We're trying to compress something to try and feel like we can blend in with other people and we don't want to stand out. It is hard to put our stuff out there. Like I, I sometimes get nervous just to put, put out some client projects that I do or some passion projects that I do, it is nerve wracking to put yourself out there and post it because people can think whatever they want at any time. That's the great part about (laughs) being a society where we all have freedom of choice and word and will. And so it is nerve wracking. But if I didn't do it, we wouldn't be where we are today. And as creatives, we wouldn't feel happiness and joy because we decided not to post something or we decided not to do it because it sounds scary or because people are telling us not to do it. And you probably had a massive gut instinct to clearly pursue what you love and try out so many things along the way. And now you're helping others to do the same. Hi creatives, as some of you may know, or you may be a part of, We have been sending out monthly newsletters for our creative insiders since the beginning of 2022 with the amazing platform Flowdesk. Flowdesk allows us business owners to create gorgeous email designs, which you know I find very important, that stand out and create traction for selling and connecting. By subscribing to Flowdesk through the link below in our show notes, you can save 50% off your first year with Flowdesk, which is an amazing deal to start creating beautiful emails. This may just be your sign to revamp the way you've been sending emails or to start an email list. Can't wait to see what you create with Flowdesk Creatives. Let's get back to the episode. So when it comes to following the gut instincts, do you think those that it's like a voice inside of you that's saying, do it and you should follow your gut instinct. Have you ever had a moment where you didn't follow your gut instinct in um, doing what you love or did you always follow it and you want to push everybody out there to do the same? (laughs) Yeah, I think everyone has some kind of intuition or gut feeling. It's just that, like you said, we are sometimes afraid to do this or think it's, it's stupid or what will others say? And but how even how will this work out? And I and for the longest time I thought like something's wrong with me because I don't want to work for someone else. Like because in the beginning I felt like my parents would think I'm lazy. I just don't want to work. <laughs> but if you become your, no, I get that. if you become your own boss, you can't like you can't be lazy. But you are not lazy. You have you have so much. In the beginning, especially, you work 24-7, not just physically, but also in your mind. You constantly think you about that. So, But I think 
I still had, I don't know what, it was just in me that told me now I, I'm not made for this to work for someone because I did that and I realized they, people can treat you poorly. They, they will constantly control what you do, how you do it, how slow or how fast you do it. Everything's wrong. You it impacts this. your creativity too when yeah. you're able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I think even if, if you're at work, it doesn't mean you need to become an artist or uh, a someone, even at work, if you, it's the same thing over and over and you don't really have anything to say, just repeat the same procedure and this is just a repetitive thing. You also feel like it numbs you down, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't have this excitement. How can I make it better? How can I change something? Or if, yeah. if it's a project, like if you, if when, you, when you're just there to sort papers, I mean, you can also get creative. How can I make the system more effective? This is also like being creative. And I think it's just um, for me when I decided I want to become my own boss, I just needed to, like I, I, there were many like ups and downs and confusion and things like that. But I think at the end of the day, you need to ask yourself, what do I want? And be quiet with it. I think, and that's why I think it's important to, take a break sometimes. So I think when I teach painting or create courses or retreats or anything like that, I feel like when people are very emerged into it and really make the time, they create space where they then realize, wait, I don't want to go back to doing the same thing. I don't want to, I, I mean, I, I know people who who worked so much, so much, like they every day they were depressed and they had to leave the work. And then because they did so much work, and then when they quit, the, the boss, I think he employed like three people to do the person's job. <laughs> it's like, you, yeah. but you have to. And now she realized, wait a second, I don't, I don't want to get back to this. I want to do my art. I want to be creative. And there are so many people who, who by creating this hobby or just yeah, any hobby that you pick can be even like, I don't know, anything. It will give you space to think and reevaluate what do I actually want? Because sometimes you're so deep into the routines and deep into doing and, be, and we feel like if we stop, everything will just fall apart and everything was for nothing. But I think this is where you actually, this gut feeling, the soul will tell you, no, you're meant for so much more. You're here on this planet to do this. And you hear this because you get quiet and give yourself the space. Yes. So sometimes when I'm like I, I did, I was like super burned out last year or so. And it was physically like I was, my body was hurting and, and I had to just take a break. And even my voice was also sa- saying like, what if it will fall apart? I've been working 10 years on that. Like you can't just take a break. Everyone will forget about it. <laughs> Everything will fall I apart. I think that way too. Yeah. And and it's like, the, I can't, like that, it will be for nothing. And, but I couldn't. So I just take the, took this break and was really like, worked on my mental health and on my personal development and just did everything else. And this is where I just, my voice will kept saying that what, what it really wanted and knowing that, okay, my break is over. I would have to go back to my old everyday, what I'm doing. I was like, so I don't want, I, my body was already like telling me, got this nervous system alert that, Ooh. Like, uh, so I had to, again, reevaluate how am I going back? How will I do this? So I think now it's more like training my gut feeling, my intuition, even yes. more fine tuning it so I can really align my actions to, to what I need to do instead of 
going back to the same routines because they're familiar on, or safe, but more like good point. Just just, just try, try different things out. And if it doesn't work out, okay, then try something else. And because I think we all know what we want to do. We just don't listen to it because we don't know what will happen. Will it just work out? We will just be stupid. Just be saying, do whatever, so you know. Scary. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's why what I'm saying at the end of the day, we're on this journey and at some point we won't be here. So you might as well don't see everything so seriously, but really enjoy and find a way. How can we make the best out of it? Because at the end of the day, like, what's the point of everything we do? Like, why are we working 24 seven for a corporation, for example, if you do? So what, like, if you don't have any free time, go on vacation, maybe never. Yeah, (laughs) I I, like that makes me so sad sometimes when I know that someone says, you know, I'm, I'm my job. I like to say like our jobs aren't our identity. Sometimes it feels that way because we that's a lot of our day goes towards yeah. working and making income to support ourselves. It shouldn't be our identity unless you truly embody it and you did decide to pursue something passionate and you did follow your gut instinct. And obviously, of course, we ignore it sometimes because someone told us that, you know, you shouldn't be this because there's no jobs in it, or you shouldn't be that because who's to say that you will have the determination to ensure that you make money, like, like running a business, like you don't know if you're going to make money from it. And you need to be on top of your, like, you need to be on top of your shit. Like you have to stay organized. And then sometimes if you're feeling burnt out from your corporate job, you can go take a sick leave. But for us, We can't take a sick leave. We actually have to take time away from our business and focus on ourselves. And like I've talked about this before, like burnout happens with anybody. And that's why it's so great to talk about it. But it is especially hard when you run a business and you face it because you do need to make the time for yourself. Otherwise, your work and what you're putting out in the world isn't going to resonate with you when you're feeling sick from it. And like you said, you started to feel physical symptoms from it that's when you know it's hit a point where, oh my God, like I don't think I've thought about myself in Lord knows how long. So it, it is hard to balance and find the balance in it. And I, I've i also had the point where I always follow my gut instinct. I have in other cases not where I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard the voice in your head that's saying, do this because you love it or even if this person isn't meant to be in your life and you've got this gut feeling about like a friend or a partner or something and, and you're ignoring that gut feeling and that actually feel when you ignore it. And, and I think that actually takes the joy out of your life too, like just ignoring those thoughts. And then then there's a fine line of the self-deprecating thoughts, like the self-doubt and then the gut instinct. And it's like, how do you identify that? And how do you find a balance and ensure that you're putting yourself first? And fine creatives are very empathetic people. And we like to put others first, maybe because we're so in tune with our emotions. And that's why we kind of got into art because we enjoy putting how we feel into some shape, way or form. Like if we listen to music from an, from an artist, like they're putting their, their soul into that one song that they just released or a piece of watercolor art. Like you're putting what's out of coming out of your brain onto a piece of paper. And so we are in tune with our emotions. So Running a business at the same time is no joke. It's not It's not a walk in the park. You, you've got to like navigate so many things. And there are periods where you got to 
take some time away. But again, it's not like the corporate where you can get paid to take some sick days. It is like you are pretty much taking away to focus on yourself. That is strength, right? So like I commend you for opening up about that because I see so much strength in having to do something like that, being in tune with what allows you to feel happy to do and to feel creative each and every day. I don't know what I would do. I think I would be so unhappy if I wasn't in something creative. And I was en route to not do something creative in my eyes before I landed into running a business and doing graphic design. And I I don't I can't even imagine mentally what space I'd be in yeah. had I not um again, followed that gut instinct and that intuition that this isn't for me. I could have still went along those lines and become a curator because I was in art history before. And then everyone said, oh, if you become a professor and teach art history, you're going to make like six figures. And that's amazing. But not a day goes by where I don't regret listening to my intuition and my gut instinct. But like you said, there's days of burnout, even if you're still doing what you love. And so no matter what you do and you pursue, you feel that way. And so like, I so appreciate you opening up about the good and the bad that comes with pursuing what you love to ensure you have created a life that makes you happy and prioritizing what makes you happy and seeing what makes other people happy. And that's the great part about being a teacher, I think, for you. (laughs) That you make yeah. you're, you're working to help other people feel happy in what they're doing too. And I think it's also important that when you because when you don't listen to your gut feeling, you will be you you might resent yourself or others. Yeah. Because like imagine like if your parents say or friends or I don't know who around your life they'll tell you you shouldn't be doing this and because this and that. At first, they projecting their own limiting beliefs on you just because mm-hmm. they think it's not working or it's difficult doesn't mean it won't happen for you. And then plus, what if you don't do this? And then you see, you see yourself in 20 years, will you regret it? Because maybe you will have a very tough time with your parents or your partners or friends or whatever, because they will be they will tell you how stupid you are maybe <laughs> for doing this. But at least you tried, even if it doesn't work, or you realize, no, I actually don't want to do this. Instead of being resentful towards them for your whole life that you're in your 60s or 70s where you still remember how your mom your dad didn't want you to pursue this and now you're like we're stuck for your whole life doing something else you carry this resentment your whole life so i think if you kind of see like what awaits like do you want to pursue and try it out and maybe fail at some point if you or, or decide you don't want to do this or do you and this only last like maybe a few years or do you want to resent your family and friends your whole life that, that they made you not to pursue it and then the other thing is even if you're in your own boss or uh, in the creative space or just think like I, I I'm working or I'm I'm working in a corporate job or doing something that I don't really enjoy but I really I really had this idea maybe I can start a business I could do this or because and I feel like when you already have this kind of idea and in the beginning I didn't understand like what others meant about it when they mentioned what I'm saying here because when you start talking about like I would like to have a business or I would like to pursue something you already have and you might not realize but you already have what it takes to pursue that because Mm -hmm. if you already have like this idea like I don't want to work my whole day for someone I hate this or I hate this job but I really want to start this bakery or I want to photography or I want to uh do I don't know something else write music you you will figure it out because it, 
because there are people who don't are not inter interested. They're I'm happy working their job and it's totally fine. Like it's not for everyone, and they don't feel like they want to pursue it. But if you already have this idea, you you already have this the tools and the yeah, mindset. even, like, even yeah. the drive, the endurance, the what are all the words that people use? All this yes, grit, <laughs> all the, everything that that you will because in my case. I was full, full in. I had no idea if it will work out or how it will look like, but I knew I won't go. I don't, I'm not having a plan B. This is full in. Like there's no other way. I will figure it out somehow. And this is where the strength comes in, where you realize, wait a second. Yeah, I can, I can do this. I, I will figure it out because you know, this is, this is what you truly desire. Even if you don't know exactly how this will turn out. And the other thing is, that came from this burnout or where I realized that like, I can't continue doing things the way I'm doing it. Even if I was passionate about all the things I was doing, all the things I really like those, but you also kind of need to, this is where you need to, sometimes this break to realize that yeah. where does it all this overworking come from? Like, why are you choosing 5 million projects or why are you undercharging or why are you not even charging or why are you trying to be all the things? And sometimes this burnout comes from doing things from the wrong place, almost yeah. like you try to kind of achieve yourself to self-worth. You try to be someone because in the past you felt like you're not good enough. So you kind of need to get all the achievements or all the success so you can feel like you, you're better. So it's like kind of like, again, just give yourself some time to recalibrate and think about if you start feeling like burned out or where you're kind of unsure, just really where, where the, where's the ch energy coming from? Where From which place are you operating? Because it's so easy to go, get back into this overworking and all the bad patterns that came from the past that you developed where you just wanted to be someone else. And then <laughs> and then you yeah. end up in, in burnout because you did it from the wrong place. So there are lots of things, but I think this is the fun part that you kind of get to discover yourself. Like we said, art or just being creative or just starting a business it really you will face yourself more <laughs> because you will discover so many things about yourself maybe it's but here you will need to do some I guess some work on being aware of things because I was not aware for like the last 30 years and then I realized wait a second I had no idea I'm doing this because this and that and and just because I intentionally chose to work on my well-being and my self-development even more to be aware of that because if without awareness we will just continue doing all the things and wonder why we feel this way and why everything's this way it's so true there's so many different seasons of our lives that we kind of have to just embrace and take on as they come while doing what feels best for ourselves and you can't do anything else but embrace if you're going through a rough patch or embrace that you're in a really good point in your business. Like again, like there's so many different seasons of any time in work, dead seasons where you, you're wondering why there's not as many people coming around or you're not feeling as creative or mentally you've got to put some more time into yourself to ensure that you're bringing the best version of yourself forward or just embracing that you're not always going to be the best version of yourself, but you're doing your damn best. Like there's yep. so many different levels of, of work and and new challenges that um, I swear I love like the podcasting world for that because if I, 
I swear, like in the last few years with podcasting becoming as large as, as it has now, we wouldn't be aware of everything that creatives go through or business owners go through and other types of personalities and career paths as there are. And like being able to share the good and the bad that comes with it and what we're all doing. And if someone might see you online and be like, oh my God, everything looks so perfect and put together. And you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes in anybody's world. So I have to just thank you for opening up as much as you did and letting us into your lives and why you do what you do, because no one maybe would know the extent of it all and what you want to bring to the world and what you go through. Because again, I think a lot of people think some people are so perfect and they don't go through anything when we're all going through something and we've all faced something in business or in our creative abilities. So thank you. Thank you so much, Mango. I do want to just ask before we wrap up everything, where can everybody find you online? Is there anything you want to share that people can expect to come up in the next little bit? Well, you can find me uh, usually everything on my website, makuchino.com. And uh, so my YouTube channel, it's also Makuchino. And just follow me online. It's always evolving. I'm working on uh, in-person retreats in France. The date is not completely set, but maybe it will be in fall. Maybe it will be in spring after all. We'll see. But this is something also I'm exploring just so people can also actually take the time from, because if everything's online, everyone can be just watch the recording and they can just skip and do whenever they have time. But when you actually schedule the time to go on a retreat where you immerse yourself in the beauty of life and painting and connecting with people, then you you can't just watch a recording on that. You need to be, the, be there. So of I'm course. excited for this to happen and see how much it will bring others just by being there and just being surrounded by all of this. That is amazing. I'm going to keep my eye out for that. I can't believe you're doing that in France. Like that is absolutely stunning. So to everybody tuning in, please know that Mako's social media accounts will all be posted below in the show notes. Should you want to learn more about that? Should you want to just check out those YouTube tutorials, get into one of her workshops, or even just like check out her journey on Instagram or any of those other related social media accounts. Thank you so much for joining me and I cannot wait to see what you do and keep my eye out for everything. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. We're always brewing up something new for all of you to tune into and love hearing from you. Our team over here on Brewing a Creativity would love it if you joined our community in any capacity. Whether it be checking us out on Instagram at Bring Out Creativity or leaving a review to help us better serve you as listeners. If you're looking to join or sponsor an episode, reach out to us through email, which is linked in our episode's show notes below. Thanks, creatives.